blame the street dogs for taking all the fucking Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be the uh, the the Balkan slurs podcast uh, where we yell about the Turk and the Albanian, um, and who who invented bread, who domesticated the first dog, things of that nature. <laughs> the Turks. Was, I did Turks an episode over they... on my on my show. And uh, like I read, there's a there's a a Twitter account called like Cursed Balkans YouTube comments. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and uh, I I read a bunch of them on like the ones I could read on air because uh, like 99 percent of them are saying like the N word or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and one was like John Cena is uh, is like uh, Serbian or something, and so I was like no, he's not. Shut the fuck up. Yes, he is. You bitch. John Cena is Serbian is very good. <laughs> I I would respect that if John Cena came out as Serbian. This is the kind of great debates you can get in Balkan YouTube comments. Uh, my favorite one, I think, what, what definitely wasn't the uh, the the Serbian slur guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy sat down next to me and heard me speaking very very bad Armenian, so mm-hmm. like he knew I wasn't from there. And I was like, you from America? I was like, yeah. He's like, so what do you think about uh, 9-11 attacks? Were they? <laughs> did George Bush do those? I was like. What the fuck? King, absolute king. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like I'd ask like him to be a bit more 9:30 topical. 9.30 at a bar. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. It's 20 years ago. For God's sake, ask me what come I think up, about come, Charlottesville and who's yeah, behind come up, that. Yeah, come up with a new thing. Mm. Oh, God. Don't look at uh, me. Bring up, like, January 6th. Provocat- provocateurs? Yes? <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, tell me. What do you think about Joseph Fritzl? Oh, God. Why don't you come up with a more recent bit? No. Until, until, until someone else does something as absolutely baroque as Fritzl. You know, someone's got to top it. And then... How is someone going to top it? it? Much I like John know. Cena, Joseph, Fritzl, Joseph Fritzl's huge in Albania because of all the bunkers. <laughs> you can't say he didn't have the pioneer spirit. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was actually trying to make Greater Albania a reality, which is why Dua Lipa in his basement. Yeah, yeah. supports Joseph Fritzl. <laughs> uh, legally, legally, Dua Lipa does, does not support Joseph Fritzl. Yeah, oh, this was a bit. Uh, it comes out of the bit <laughs> exemption. Uh, yeah. Um, well, we hello and welcome to <laughs> Masters of Our Domain, a podcast which is about uh, the Balkans. <laughs> Uh, Dua Lipa, Joseph Ritzel, <laughs> the 9-11 attacks, and occasionally the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I am Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And we are joined this week uh, by special guest, friend of the shows, uh, host of Lions Led by Donkeys, it's Joe Kasabian. How are you doing? Good. Uh, coming to you uh, five seconds after where I should be due to Armenian internet problems. Hello. That's the time difference with Armenia. <laughs> what, five seconds? <laughs> yeah, you're five seconds in the past. It's like an interstellar thing. In the past or in the future? No, in the past, because he's coming. Oh, this yeah, is, okay, yeah. This is what happens, like, this be- This bending of time is what happens whenever we try to explain that we're, like, either not European and also not Asian. And mm. so it creates a time gap that forms in people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, conceptual it, gap between cultures, conceptual gap between time. The Armenian stands athwart history. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's some some nineteenth century historian said this about the Turk, I believe, <laughs> or an author of some kind. I'm not sure. Oh, oh, I boy. think it's very. Yeah. I think it's uh, behooves us not to uh, 
repeat too much of what 19th century historians had to say about the Turk. (laughs) (laughs) Potentially. Tends to get more grim the further east you go. I'm I'm sponsored by this company and I have to repeat uh, quotes from 19th century historians on every episode or I don't get paid. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Anyway, time for an excerpt from this book I've been given. Excellent book available at all good stores called Hunting and Fishing in Ceylon. A genuine book I once found at someone's house. Who's house? Oh God! As you know, it wasn't at his house. It was this guy I knew who was having his twenty-first birthday party at the Oriental Club in London. Uh-huh. Uh, I know, and uh, it was in the library. And so, of course, uh, me and Charlie Palmer, who was also there, set about exploring what tomes were to be had in the library of the Oriental Club. And uh, we stumbled across a number of great titles, but one of which was Hunting and Fishing in Ceylon. Did it say what they were hunting and fishing? I I, I think animals. This library is sponsored by the Committee of Union and Progress. (laughs) I don't think it was quite that racist. I mean, I'm sure it was a bit racist, but I don't think it was hunting the locals racist. As soon as you see the word Ceylon, you know that you're going to read something (laughs) fucked up. It's pretty old timey. It's pretty old timey. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's a slur for Sri Lanka. <laughs> it's it's a Mark Twain era <laughs> ass book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the local uh, the 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 local hunting guide of the most dangerous game. How did you find this book? Uh, 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 <laughs> Don't ask. At a club. Yeah, the the uh, the, the lonely the lonely planet guides to Ceylon. Um, includes details of what kind of endangered <laughs> birds you can hunt. It would be quite funny if someone tried to do a kind of re- sort of colonial reissue of Lonely Planet mm. with just like the descriptions of the different of the different peoples. <laughs> I'm now imagining a version of Lonely Planet that has uh, like excerpts for human hunting in them, <laughs> and I feel like they're going to sue me for that. Yeah, potentially, but you yeah. know. We didn't say there is a version. We of the are claiming like the bit exemption. I don't think it would be good. But to Many have... people are saying that this version of Lonely Planet <laughs> exists. I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think. It, I don't think it would be good. I think it would be mm. quite funny. Yeah, if they did that. Yeah, it wouldn't be funny if anyone actually be funny followed in the instructions way. But it would be funny if someone made the guide and released it. Yeah. Without any sense of irony. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's our position on that. Okay. We're talking about season four, episode <laughs> twenty-one, the smelly car. And I'll say this for this episode of Seinfeld: by God, does it do what it says on the tin? It does. Yeah. It's not. It yeah. is not a baroque title at all. No. I was very disappointed that we never get any explanation of why the car is smelly. Yes, you do. I don't think it's settled. We get theories, but we don't get an answer. It's that the valet. Is supposed to have had such severe body odor that it's supposed to transfer to the car. Well, that's what they think, but they never prove that. They never. How would they prove? Well, it's it? never even established well, that the guy smelled. The valet. If the guy smelled that bad, why didn't they notice he smelled when he gave him back the keys? Look, we'll get into this when it comes up. <laughs> um, we. This isn't adding up. That's right. I, I am. I am Hercule Poirot, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Um, we open with a bit where Jerry is going in. On something that's had it far too easy for far too long. The, uh, and indeed extremely American concept of the doggy bag. I- I'm firstly going to take issue with the fact that it's called a doggy bag. Um, but Jerry is taking this literally. He's like, oh, you know, it's really embarrassing when you can't finish your meal at a restaurant and you have to ask for the doggy bag. 
because it either means you've gone to a restaurant when you're not hungry or you're just doing a, like a really strange way of buying dog food. And it's like, I don't think the idea is that you actually give it to your dog. I think that's why they're called doggy bags. I think lots of people do give it to the dog. Well, I guess that was probably like some, but I feel like generally speaking, people just get it to like have it later, like to, you know. Yeah, but like the, but the etymology of the term mm, yeah. is because people bring stuff home for their dogs. I, get, I, I, like, I assume so. Mm. I don't think that you should feed dogs human food. That's my, that's my position. Give them ideas about their station. It will give, it'll give them notions, and I don't think you should give a dog <laughs> notions. Mm. What do you feed a dog, Joe? I don't <laughs> think, like, I, I, for, uh, well, I mean, going back to the Lonely Planet guide, mm-hmm. um, now I, I think the, uh, like, I, I've never heard anybody call a doggy bag, and I'm old enough to, like, have had been alive and, like, had memories when this show was on TV. Maybe it's regional. I'm not from New York. Mm-hmm. We never called it a doggy bag, but it, it's also very strange that he implies that your inability to eat all of your dinner means you are not getting laid that night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what women are into. They they just full stomachs. That's like. And then he says you might as well ask him to bag up your genitals as well because you won't need them. And it's like that's kind of getting into weird fetish territory from Jerry. <laughs> that's what the doggy <laughs> bag is. Jerry Armin Muse Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Turkish guy bursts into the room and goes, Sultan Mehmet invent doggy bag. Before that, only wolf bag. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that it's. I don't think that's what he. That's what he's saying. That he's saying that it's unsexy not to be able to finish your food. I think he's saying that it's unsexy to be like, oh, I can't finish my food. Can I have it parceled up for me in a little bag so I can take it home later? I think that's what he. And I agree with him. Well, this is a thing where I sort absolutely of absolutely agree with him. American culture has created its own monster, right? Because <laughs> if you can't finish it, leave it. Yeah, the well, that's what that's what we do in the rest of the world, right? If you you can you can ask for a bag in like in Europe, but people are going to look at you funny. Like it's not a thing that really, yeah. Um, but like it's yeah, that's a hundred percent true here as well. Like if, yeah. I thought, like if I thought if I thought every single person who didn't finish their food and asked for it to be taken in a bag, if I thought that they were like giving it to a homeless person or something, like fine, go ahead. Mm. But like the idea is just like oh my my, my tummy hurts and mm. I cannot finish my dinner. I'm gonna finish my dinner later. I'd be like no, no, absolutely I, not. Can I get this in a bag for my uh, <laughs> underground family? <laughs> Um, I, <laughs> I found this. I lived in California for a little while, and every time I went out for dinner, the meal cost twice as much as it should by any reasonable estimation, and was also twice as large as it needed to be. I'm like, I have a solution to this issue. <laughs> I've got an idea, and it's going to rock your world. It's because California is secretly uh, run by to the, the dogs. Welcome the American experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the American culture is a dog conspiracy. <laughs> it is a dog conspiracy. It's you are dog of, people. The whole of California is run by a secret council of dogs. <laughs> and they have made the meals twice That's as large than the in order for them to mm. in order for them to get. We, like we, Gavin Newsom is controlled mm. by a dog Gavin Gundam. Newfoundland. We yeah. were so obsessed with who was controlling the banks, we forgot to ask who was controlling the restaurants. And who was, and control- the who was controlling Gavin Newsom. Mm. And it's, it's, a, it's a spaniel uh, called Socks. Are we talking ratatouille situation yep. here? Metal suit Gavin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now there's an idea. It, 
I, I fully believe this conspiracy theory solely because of how many dogs live on the street here. Yeah. So like mm. we ha- also have a dog based government because we all feed them and we're like, oh, look at the cute dogs. They cross the street at the crosswalks. And they're like, yes, yes, you idiots keep giving me all of the delicious food. And I just sleep out here in the mm. streets. Mm. Yeah, so imagine. Imagine. And they can shit wherever they want. Yeah. They yeah. Like, imagine day, being con- controlled by by dogs. We're ter- we suck as a species. We're terrible. We've had worse yeah, leaders. The Unabomber manifesto. I mean, as a, as like, a nation, we've had worse. Yeah, yeah. You think you think you're so great as a as a civilized human? Well, dogs can shit wherever they want, and you pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just think about that. Just think. He has a terminal cancer now. Sorry, Hukasinski. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out that he has like horribly terminal cancer. Yeah, it's really sad. Mm. Is it is it bomb chemicals related? Because that would be a kind of poetic, <laughs> unclear. Dying for his well, art, pour, it, pouring probably. one out for friend of the show. Pro- Ted should have handled all that mercury. <laughs> not controlled by a dog. <laughs> no. One of the few people not controlled by a dog. Yeah, his own man, Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> that was actually in his manifesto, but nobody ever read it. Because <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's it, a, it a bit, it's a bit long. Like yeah, you know, you get an <laughs> After the first three pages, you're like, you know what, Ted? I think I get the picture. But then, like, page five to, like, 15 is all about the dog councils. Yeah, if he'd have sent that manifesto into the New Statesman, they'd have been like, we were kind of looking more for, like, seven to eight hundred words, <laughs> like, a bit lighthearted. Could you maybe, maybe tighten it <laughs> up. Mostly could just we, from line. Try, could we try and find a, a, a news hook to tie it to? <laughs> Something that's Could been you, going on. All the study, good maybe. Ted Kaczynski's uh, book's just going to turn into a listicle, so for uh, publication purposes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten ways human civilization has ruined your life. Ted Kaczynski on like the kind of BuzzFeed contributor forums yeah. is. What kind of nail bomb are you? <laughs> How primitive is your lifestyle? <laughs> 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 what kind of male bomb are you? So good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's three kinds of people in this world. <laughs> We're kind of Bernie Magbit going, there's three kinds of people in this world. There's the airport bombers, there's the university bombers, and there's the, uh, I don't know, what's another place that you... I feel like it was universities, airport, but it was like something uh, else as well. Didn't he, wasn't there a, a tech guy that he like personally tried to blow up? Or did blow mm. up? Didn't he kill someone? Strangely, the shawarma stand. He really didn't like meat. Oh. Really? Actually, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> no, was yeah, that. No, I have no idea. The um, <laughs> <laughs> Ted oh, no. He's actually Armenian. This is for Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Mm. It's because he, yeah. a, a, he was a really, really uh, strong, like, Parthenon mar- Marbles return guy. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> just... We were all fucked up. It's university and airline bomber is oh, Unabomb. Okay. Without the, without the second B. Man, the FBI fucking sucks uh, at naming Is that why they called things. him the Unabomber? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I thought yeah. it was three things, but it was only two. Um... I, I actually never, <laughs> I never put that together. So I guess the dog that's running me is pretty mm. stupid. Well, the thing is, Ted Kaczynski went into This the... is why Ted was trying to liberate you from the dog. Yeah. yeah. Ted Kaczynski went into the kebab <laughs> shop and they called him boss and he really didn't Just like Ted that. Kaczynski he didn't agree with those kinds the... of hierarchies. <laughs> Ted Kaczynski invented the silent whistle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Kaczynski went Ted Kaczynski went into a shop and his uh 
Ashish Tawak's fries were soggy. He never forgave them. <laughs> Sultan Mehmet invents super auditory whistle. Before that, only wolf whistle. <laughs> Very different connotations. <laughs> I can hear like the five flex emojis in that bit. Yeah, doing a uh, doing a very high pitched whistle at a woman so that only subtly implies that you fancy her. It's so that without the, directly saying it's so it. that the dog that controls her can hear can hear it. <laughs> I want to fuck that dog. <laughs> I want to fuck the dog inside you. Inside every woman is one dog. <laughs> And I want to fuck that dog. Don't sound clip me, okay? Do not. If you sound clip me, I'll come to you. That's hundred percent the intro. Now. <laughs> All right. So this, so this bit. What category of bit would you say this is? Um, because I actually, I, I actually agree with him. I would find it very, very unattractive and off-putting mm. if someone was like saving a bit of their dinner to eat later. Mm. I just yeah, I, store it in your cheeks like a real man. Yeah, exactly. I own. Just I gotta like, dip that shit. Like mm. shove it in your in your jaw. I, I, like it's yeah, I, only, right, yeah. I only date men who have freed themselves from the, the control of the dog and are controlled by hamsters instead. <laughs> the control of the dog. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Hamster mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. This is the sigma grind. Hamster set. mindset is the is the hottest <laughs> mindset. I think. Yeah. Yeah. When you're on the wheel. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. You understand Roll that everything is futile. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Hamsters are the Sisyphus of the rodent world. They are, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and in some ways, the Tantalus, because they have to drink out of that tiny little bottle that only that's gives true. them a little drip. That's true. Drip, mm. drip. Drip, drip. Drip, drip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think this is just this is just a kind of observation as opposed to a piece of observational yeah. humour. Hamsters are punished by the Greek gods <laughs> for their presumption. That's why they don't have a tail. They mm. had their tail removed. Mm. They were no longer allowed tail privileges. I feel like this bit is born from Jerry Seinfeld uh, not being able to bring home like a woman he was out on a date with because he was hungry and he's never forgotten. <laughs> mm. He wants to keep his appetite for eating that pussy. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying, I can't do it if I'm too full. What's the deal with all this pussy? <laughs> saying that into the pussy. You know, this is really odd, but you know, you know, um, Larry David's daughter had a much derided book of essays published last year. No. And there is an essay, it, and I promise you, it is fully several thousand words about how she doesn't want to have sex after she's eaten a large meal. And then there's this whole kind of like, am I right, ladies? Who's with me? We don't want to fuck when we've eaten a big meal. And uh, this was hugely and widely mocked Mm. um, as. Like, yo, (laughs) yo, this bitch not fucking after a big meal. Yeah, it's just an an interesting interesting tie-in, I think. I think like like that like you know the like the domino meme like yeah. this is the small this is the big domino yeah okay I can see that Cassie David's <laughs> book of essays is a small Jerry one. Seinfeld oh, no, other way around, other way around. yeah what has he done what has he wrought Jerry Seinfeld with his head fully in a woman's vagina going why is there a dog in here <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld the itinerant philosopher philosopher oh for fuck's sake philosopher. Mm. Demanding answers from a woman's pussy. Mm. What is the deal? To be fair, 
<laughs> most of the time, Jerry Seinfeld's women would have like a puppy inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one. Woofing it's into just the it's just one teenager, and I know that we've like we've mm. got, like on this show we've kind of for whatever reason we've fallen into a like quite invidious trap of, yeah. <laughs> of being forced to def- defend him <laughs> on this one particular thing. But whenever people are like, oh yeah, but he fucks teenagers. No, one teenager. Yeah, we're not we're not Seinfeld defenders, but we are That's Seinfeld right. clarifiers. Yeah, we like yeah we're fact and, checkers. And recently we have taken a real interest. I would like to um, in the fact that Jerry Seinfeld like to file an official apology <laughs> to Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld did not fuck teenagers. Jerry Seinfeld fucked one, one teenager. teenager. Yeah. That's my apology. One, <laughs> yeah. like one teenager, and then all of a sudden, you're a mm. teenager fucker. And we now Where's say this justice? basically every episode, but it's extremely curious Legally. that he only fucked one. Normally, yeah. it's kind of your thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it. He, he's the, the he's the uh, the the perfect example. Is like, yeah, I tried it out. You know. It was really my thing. Oh, that guy did uh, ecstasy what's the one deal time. With fucking teenagers. <laughs> he's, a, he's a try and a thing once guy. Mm. Never let him pick the restaurant because he's just he's just way too adventurous mm. for everyone. And he, you know, and he insists on eating all of his food as well mm. because otherwise he thinks he's unmanned. Oh, you don't want to be unmanned. You don't want to be unmanned, fellas. Is it gay if you don't eat all your food? Ah. <sighs> mm. Yes, I think Depends it is. Depends what the food is. <laughs> yeah, what I if think the it food is, is dick? <laughs> you know? Fuck! I think it is! Yeah. I think it is! Oh, oh, so in any scenario, you'd always finish the food, even if it was a man's ass? <laughs> yeah, how straight are you now, Kasabian? I think that this is revealing that you have an imperfect understanding of what constitutes food. Or maybe you do. Maybe I do, yeah. okay. Maybe the dog inside you has an imperfect understanding. I think to be, it's very... It's, should be made clear at this point that by a dog controlling you, I don't mean that the dog is inside you. Oh. The dog is elsewhere. Oh, I assumed it meant you were like a Gundam and the dog was inside. Well, how small levers. is this dog? I prefer. So a is there a central dog controlling facility now? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there is. <laughs> There's like a dog NORAD? There's an underground mm. network of uh, tunnels dog. and bunkers. Um, <laughs> Albanian dogs? Yeah. And the dogs are down there. <laughs> oh, dog people. We're back to it again. It's like, you know, that, you know, the, uh, the creepy, the creepy people who live underground in that film that I haven't seen. Joseph Fritzl. <laughs> again. The biopic. It could well have been inspired by Milo's, mm. Milo's fave friend of the show. <laughs> Um, what's it? Problematic fame. <laughs> we all have to. Another man who's seriously <laughs> ill in prison. What Joseph Fritzl. What is the? F- what is the film? The red tracksuits, grinning, scissors. Oh fuck us! Us. The, the Jordan Peele one. The Jordan Peele one. That is a really creepy film. Oh yeah. I've only seen the trailer. Sadly, <laughs> not, not seen the film. It's a lot more unsettling than Get Out. I think. I, ha- I haven't seen either of them. I oh, never okay. see horror films. You know this. No, they're they're quite. I, I know that you don't like horror films, but like as horror films go, they're more like thrillers. They're not like they're not extremely scary. Like, they're more like, like weird and unsettling. Either. I don't no. want to. I do don't, not wish don't to be, thrill don't me. Thrill me? How dare you? <laughs> the dog inside Phoebe <laughs> hates to be thrilled. <laughs> well, it's got a nervous bladder. <laughs> you don't want to get pissed in by a dog. You don't want to get pissed in by a dog. <laughs> no, you <laughs> really a don't. Nightmare. Uh, yeah, exercising that's, their rights yeah, that, to piss and that, shit wherever they want. That's what it's. That's what it's like. The people who live underground <laughs> right. in us, as is my understanding. I love that you're referencing a film you haven't watched. 
I've 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 read <laughs> not, the plot not summary. Only, not only have you not watched it, you, you insist on not watching it. Yeah. You maintain that. That's right. Mm. Because I don't like horror films. The trailer scared me enough. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I, it's a lot better if you pretend they're all dogs. Yeah. It's yeah. much cuter. Mm. Good dogs and bad dogs. Yeah. Um we cut to Dogs in the red sweatshirts. Jerry and Elaine stood outside a restaurant. Um and they're like they're fighting with Elaine's scarf, and he's like swishing it in Elaine's face. And I've written down here me and Phoebe. Um, and then and then Jerry turns to the valet guy and goes, "Mine's the BMW." And I've just put several exclamation points <laughs> at this point. Um, do you think that as we've done this show, you and I have become more more like Jerry and Elaine, or do you think we always were? And it's just question. taken watching the show together to like consolidate and crystallize that. also since this we've spent a lot more time together yeah maybe that's so, what it is mm, those sides of our personalities have been able to be drawn out yeah okay mm. um there's only one way to decide this for sure has your hair been continuously growing interesting mm. well it's I guess everyone's ha- hair is continuously growing <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean like long. I Upwards. mean up. Everybody's uh, hair well, in the show only grows I, up. Al- I've mm. always had the capacity for the Elaine mm. hair, but I just don't. I just don't choose to take advantage of that ability. Mm. I, I have very thick hair. I could. I could do the Elaine. I, I, hair I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to challenge the queen for her throne. I, like I'm. No. Like I respectfully keep my hair smaller than hers. Yeah, that's right. It's an important etiquette thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, like you don't wear um, a, like a brightly coloured dress in Elizabeth the First's court. Mm. I, yeah, yeah. I do not wear my hair large out of respect for the Queen. That was what got Amy Winehouse. It was the hubris. <laughs> hair bigger than JLD. So if mm. if, if you if you fully uh, elaned your hair, if mm. you fully elaned your hair and say you like ran into the Queen walking down the street, not saying that it happened because mm. she's dead, but like, <laughs> would you be forced to just? Square up and start fighting. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that is the law. It's like a that, peacock that is, situation. That's the law of the land, and uh, and who am I to who am I to dispute it? Mm. Hearing that the queen is dead and briefly freaking out before you realise they don't mean JLD. You're like, oh, okay, it's <laughs> oh, fine. That, oh, God, Jesus, you scared <laughs> me. Oh, scared for a second there. Yeah, fine. Um, yeah. So uh, Elaine, Elaine wants a lift to go and see this guy she's seeing. And then she's like, I don't want to keep him waiting. And Jerry says, he'll like you more. And she says, that's impossible. <laughs> ah, JLD. Um, well, so Jerry says that, oh, he's got quite a racket going. Like, yeah, I yeah, take yeah. you for dinner and then you go and you go and see him. And I think that's quite... You just go over there and accepted. go over there and fuck him. And then, and then she holds up her doggy bag and says, and he can have my chicken. Um, what would you... If a woman showed up at your place, like, clutching a bag of half-eaten chicken, how would you feel about that? I wouldn't like it. Joe? I'm gonna be honest. With you. Maybe it's because I'm very cheap, but I wouldn't mind. <laughs> Someone showed up like I, I brought you like a, a soggy kind of kind of room temperature like chicken mm. wings. I'm like you know what? I'm fine with this, even if half of them kind of only been gnawed on a little bit. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. So, I'm disgusting. I was recently I on a date uh, where I went out for a drink with this girl, and she had been out for dinner with one of her friends before, and she showed up and handed me a box with like two slices of pizza in it. And I was like, I don't want this. And she was like, yeah, but now you have to hold it. And I was like, oh, okay, I see. And then we ended that's, up going back to her. That's weird. And I, and I left the box of pizza there. And then she was like, no, no, take it. And I'm like, I'm not taking this box of pizza. 
Like, eat it for <laughs> breakfast or something. The, throw it in the bin. Yeah. Eat it for breakfast. That's disgusting. Well, the next day she texted me and told me she had eaten it for breakfast, and I was right. She ate cold pizza for breakfast. Yeah, you can do that. She's an I've done animal. That. No, it's disgusting. That's fine. It's no, a dog so, no, 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 sorry. Cut, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to. Uh, to take to task something that I think has had it too easy for too long, mm. and that is the consumption of cold pizza. It's revolting. It's that's revolting behaviour to engage I don't in. No, I think it's doable. That is offending the noble Italian. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. No, there's no such thing as the noble Italian. Good. <laughs> Unbelievable. Every time I eat cold pizza, I do it specifically to spite the entire nation of Italy. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. <laughs> you look Silvio Berlusconi in the eye, and you say that. It's pretty hard at some of those parties he organises, I mean, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm pretty sure getting that close to him is a felony, <laughs> and, and not like for like a state security reason, but because you've been implicated in some crime. Yeah. Anyone under 40 getting that close to Berlusconi is technically against the terms of his parole. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you get so old and horny that like just the, the rage of consent around you just raises. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Silvio, it's gone up to 50 now. <laughs> We've just got to keep you under control somehow. You're just violating several like, several UN conventions just by being anywhere near Italian parliament, I think. Mm, yeah, that's right. It's incredible he's still alive. Mm. An old man can't do that many drugs and fuck that many people and his heart not explode into confession. I think he's being kept together by I think if he stopped now, then he'd die. If he just if he had a single day where he didn't do like an entire bottle of poppers and three Viagras, he would die. Yeah, like you know, like bridges are kept together by like the particular placement of like the the keystone. Mm. Like they don't necessarily have to be stuck together. Yeah, like maybe it's like a kind his, of miracle. His keystone of, is just like a grip of Viagra. Yeah, he's like yeah. A, he is a miracle of engineering, <laughs> and invented by the Romans. Got that gorilla grip bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not even sure if that joke makes sense But the point is that Joe laughed It had the um, shape It had the sort of the essence of a joke shape Yeah exactly No one's quite sure exactly what the joke is It's, ho- it, it's homeopathic The yeah. essence is there but it's mainly dissolved It was kind of a family resemblance concept mm-hmm. joke Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a simple man I hear Gorilla Grip I laugh about <laughs> 85% of the time And that's fair That's alright <laughs> Yeah, that Gorilla Grip NFT. Right. So, um, they get in Jerry's car and it smells really bad. And Elaine's like, it smells like B.O. It must have been the valet. And then Jerry's like, O stays with the B. That's how it works. When the B goes, the O goes with it. They open the windows to try and get rid of it. Um, Then cuts to Elaine with this guy back at his place. And he's saying how he likes skiing, fishing and pillaging. I think it's I think this whole bit that he does about his plundering and pillaging, I think it's really um a really neat little trick of the writers to uh, just sort of very neatly sidestep the word that go that goes like yeah. most often with pillaging. Yeah. Because mm. he's not gonna say that. Ooh, no. that's a good point. He's not gonna say that. And I no. kinda I kinda feel like the pillager has been tarred with the same brush as the rapist. What you might call the a wolf too whistle. Long. <laughs> That he's doing here. Yeah. He's communicating with what, the, uh, what about, the wolf inside. What about all the plunderers and pillagers who would never dream of doing such a thing? And, they're like, that's disgusting. And kind of I'm just here the, for the monastery's gold. Yeah, and they're kind of put in the same category. <laughs> and Viking I, don't, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think violence against women and Radical girls is Viking wrong. Feminist. Yeah. <laughs> I only do violence against monks. Yeah. 
They know what they did. They know exactly <laughs> what they did in those hassocks. They're asking for it. Yeah, what are they, what are they hiding? Mm. What are they hiding with that ring of hair? Their rope belt. Yeah. 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 And mm. their cowls. Guy's really horny for a tonsure. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. I know I, I I know everybody's probably talked about this before, but what is it about like the dynamics between the the women that the men hook up with the show and the men that the that Elaine hooks up with on the show? We all know that like uh most of the guys always bat way way out of their league. Yeah, outrageously. Uh, so. I know I know it's been established that yeah, I know it's been established that George just has a massive cock. Mm. Um, yeah, eats it like it's his last but, meal. <laughs> Right. Uh, what What's the deal? What's, what's the, the deal? deal? Elaine's date. He look. He he looks like someone who would probably party with Berlusconi. Yeah, he yeah. does. I've written does. my notes say ugly AF. That's yeah. what I've written like, down. Who does this? Who does this <laughs> motherfucker think he is to reject Elaine on the basis of smell? Sponge her down or something. Say it's your kink. I don't care. You know. Sponge her down. <laughs> Sponge her down. Ugh, I don't want to picture this guy sponging down anything. My, my note says <laughs> yeah. Elaine's date looks like someone who got caught in a police sting going to a kid's house. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's wearing a, a a woolen waistcoat, coating my kids in something that smells horrible. Ward off nonsense. What like <laughs> that very sensitive stuff to that smell. You put on kids' nails to stop them biting yeah. them. <laughs> Actually, that was exactly what I thought of. But I was like, that's too baroque. <laughs> Well, so they taste horrible. So he like goes in for a lick, and then he's like, "Ah, oh. oh, coating my child in an anti-nonce substance." That's how they. That's how they reform nonces. They coat all the children in their vicinity mm-hmm. in that. So every time they try and lick one, they're like, "Oh yeah, no, I can't do that." Because that's that's what <laughs> nonces coming around licking yeah. your children. Yeah. Buy a jar of Savile away. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you know there's a surprising number of? It's um, called child licking. <laughs> Are men in your area doing it more at 11? A a surprising and unbelievable number Mm. of cases in the US of people putting sweet substances on their child and sending them over to a bear so that they can get a picture of the bear like licking honey or peanut butter or something off the child. And what always happens is the bear like just has the kid's arm off. But this has happened like... So many times. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like I'm on the side of the bear here. Absolutely. Oh, the bear didn't do anything. I'm on the side of the bear, the bear in gonna all do bear human stuff. bear interactions. <laughs> I am. I am pro Bears bear. pillage only. Yeah, they yeah. do. Bears um, are feminists. Have I ever on the on the podcast told told the the bear story? No. Uh, where so when when I lived in California for a bit, we went up and stayed at my girlfriend at the time's mountain house. Up in the up in the mountains. That was kind of a superfluous mm-hmm, detail. Yep. Um, and uh, one of her neighbors was telling a story about how, like, oh, it's funny. There was like some drama just before you came up here. Um, they uh, drama. <laughs> yeah, in the kind of like small mountain village gossip. in California kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, some guy, um, one of the local uh people, had been like out, had been like found out in his garden by the cops, just like in his boxer shorts. And they're like, uh, what's going on here? And he's like, there's a fucking bear in my house. And then they were like, what? And he's like, yeah, man. And he takes the cop into his house. And there's just a black bear sat on the sofa eating Doritos out of the bag. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Yeah. 
Awesome. Holy shit. This is like the episode of The Simpsons where the carnies trick them out of their house and they have to move out. (laughs) (laughs) I would let the bear stay there. That's a sitcom now. It's that guy and the bear. Mm. You're listening to (laughs) that guy and the bear. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like a late Soviet sitcom. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, actually, you know what? The putting sweet stuff on a child and then feeding them to a bear is pretty much exactly the like early seasons Family Guy cutaway where Peter's watching a TV show called Fast Animals Slow Children, and there's like a fat child running through the jungle. That's where they got the idea. And he like falls over, and then he goes like, "Oh no, I got honey all over my legs!" And then you just see a cheetah like (laughs) bounding through the forest. Um, Yeah, Uh, so basically some people made a Family Guy cutaway reality. Do you know what you're supposed to do if you meet a bear? Uh, You say, good evening, Mr. Bear. First first you say, good evening, Mr. Bear. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you mustn't run from a bear because they will always catch you and you mustn't try to climb a tree away from a bear because they were really good at climbing trees. That What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to make yourself as large as possible Mm. because um, any animal which Mm. is either like, which is in any sense quadrupedal, (laughs) like thinks that you just continue behind where you are. So if you like stand up really tall, they assume that you are like Uh. a tall quadrupedal as opposed to a bipedal. Mm. So you're supposed to make yourself as tall as possible and then you're supposed to bop it on the nose. It's the only it's, it's the, the game only, it prepares it's, you for. It's the only thing that you can do to <laughs> I've been training my whole life for this moment. You have to fight you have to fight the bear and you have to mm. and you have to bop it on its no, on its snoot. Because Mm. then it gets like, because then it gets startled, and like while it's startled, you can get away from it. Yeah, it's like that meme of the bear robbing the bank, and it's like, right, everyone stick them up. How did you get so big? (laughs) 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 Yeah, there is a sign in um in like the California like redwood forest that are signs everywhere Mm. instructing you to fight a bear if you meet one amazing do it they're filming it it all fight them fight the bear UFC I'm sorry but that has to be the greatest government (laughs) sanctioned sign ever created when in doubt just throw it throw down with a fucking bear in the woods sponsored by the state of California like specifically on it has to be specifically on the nose and on the snout yeah I, I have to be a, fair, that's the one circumstance in which I would probably quite like to listen to Joe Rogan. I'd listen yeah. to Joe Rogan fighting a bear. I can't believe this, but I actually have another bear I'd story. This time from Russia. Uh, this comes by my friend Ivan Yavitz. Who's that's a not, is Russian it upsetting? Comedian. No, it's not upsetting at okay. all. Um, I mean, it seems like it might go that way to start yeah, just with, but Russian it doesn't. Bear. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so um, <clears throat> yeah, he has uh, he had this like client who he worked with for a while. He was an English teacher. Um, it was like some wealthy guy and he had some dacha like way out in the woods somewhere and he was going like running one morning and he got chased by a bear and decided to try and outrun a bear obviously as we know bad idea he decide he realizes that's not working so he thinks i know what i'll do i'll climb a tree again as we know bad idea, bad idea. and seeing this bear fucking surging <laughs> towards him up this tree is like what the fuck i'm gonna die um and then at that moment he gets attacked by a squirrel which <laughs> begins scratching his face and he's like what kind of fucking forest alliance is this and then it's sort of like they call it combined armed warfare exactly yeah then a sort of kind of desperation panic just grabs the squirrel and just throws it at the bear the bear eats the squirrel and fucks off bloody hell yeah russia (laughs) what the fuck yeah it's another normal hour in russia is all Mm. you know my dad has a squirrel enemy 
<laughs> you know when you are commuting and <laughs> the, you get attacked by a bear, you have to throw a feral squirrel at it. <laughs> Sorry, yes, your dad does have a squirrel enemy yeah. and a fox enemy. Two fox enemies. Okay. The, the, the fox enemies are the ones that steal his shoes. Is he considered pitting the two foxes against one another? Uh, no, they're, they're, they're clearly working in, tra- in like concert, like clearly. Oh, okay. Like, obviously. Maybe he needs to do like a British like, army on, in Northern Ireland type thing and start like <laughs> what, stoking. Start, start infiltrating yeah, the foxes. Stoking violence between the different sectarian groups. <laughs> sending, like sending yeah. in one fox to be like, you know what, lads? I think we should really bomb this. <laughs> he needs a kind of like, he needs a kind of Whatever. fox UVF who are like, I actually think the shoes are good and they should stay where they are. <laughs> So that's what that's a unionist. And your dad's pretending so to be a unionist neutral. agitator fox. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your dad's like, I don't favour one fox group over the other, but he is secretly arming the unionist foxes. The good fox agreement. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, his squirrel enemy Packing is this squirrels with explosives, <laughs> parking them outside of one another. Yeah. Yeah. The his, six gardens. His squirrel enemy is this gigantic <laughs> squirrel. Okay. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. Mm. Um. I'm sure I must have. I'm sure I must have told this story. Mm. This is what happens. This is what happens when you um, are a freelancer, and therefore your retired parents can summon you at any time mm. in order to the big freelancer conch. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So they can summon you at any time to mm. go and to go and uh, confirm a sighting of their squirrel enemies. And well, you're like fucking Ray Mears now. Yeah. And they're getting you over there to be like, well, what do you it's because, it's because my mum my kept saying, I think it's probably different squirrels. And my dad was convinced that it was one particularly large squirrel. Right. And he got very, very interested. <laughs> Instead of tagging it. <laughs> he got very interested in like attacking it with like, you know, one of those um, like zombie swords that you occasionally see on zombie TV. Swords. Yeah, like you occasionally see on TV sorry, the, the Metropolitan Police saying like, oh, we have confiscated these zombie swords. And then it's like this sort of big kind of like shiny purple thing with lots of jagged edges. Oh, okay. And he was like, where do I get one of those? Do I get them from the dark web? I'm like, dad, you're not getting zombie swords off the dark web. Who even told him about the dark web? Yeah. When the, when the Metropolitan Police aren't confiscating a rounder's bat they found in a bush. <laughs> <they're>, um... <laughs> yeah. I find it very funny when the police say they've like confis- a museum piece handgun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. When they say they've confiscated something that's like legal to own. Mm. It's like, well, how have you confiscated? If that's just a thing you're allowed to have, how have you confiscated it? I think it depends on whether or not you can legally carry it about. Because uh. you can't carry a knife unless you're um, unless you need it for your job. I think. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm a drug dealer. No, officer, so. you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, my job is drug dealer. So come on. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sir. I had to protect myself against a particularly large squirrel. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the scourge of London. Uh, yeah, and he then happened. He, ha- oh, the, he happened the- to hear this radio program about how, like, if you have like squirrels in your garden. Um, eating from the bird feeder or whatever. Mm. What you're supposed to do is like put out stuff that the squirrels like as well, and then mm. they won't steal the food from from the little birdies. Yeah, because actually, in a lot of cases, what janks the statistics about squirrels is that squirrel communities are over policed. <laughs> but my my, my dad <laughs> set, like sends me a link to this radio program with the caption, uh, "I I'm not listening to this. I do not negotiate with terrorists." <laughs> This is pro squirrel <laughs> propaganda. Yeah. Squirrel nine so, yeah. eleven. This came this came from Squirrel Al Jazeera. I will not hear of it. Mm, that's right. Also weirdly funded by Qatar. <laughs> Jabba Al Nutsra. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we're not very far into the episode. We're not. Here. No, sorry. Um, so uh, we, yeah, this guy takes a smell of Elaine and throws her out. Says he's got to go get up early. Uh, we cut to the video store. Jerry's uh, jo- George rather is like hiding a video in his coat, <laughs> um, and uh, he he spots some lesbians and he's like, lesbians, they're fascinating. They don't want us, and you've got to respect that. And then he realizes that one of them is Susan. Philosophical. Yeah, and she's dating this woman called Mona. Uh, and she's like, what's that video you got there? And he's like, oh, it's some stupid movie and hides it. Um, and uh, then she's like, I bet you didn't expect to see me with a woman. And he's like, oh, no, I've always encouraged our experimentation. You, you, who are you talking to here? And she's like, I know who I'm talking to. <laughs> <clears throat> like, How long have you been with her? She goes, since the breakup. You can see the sort of cocks wearing in George's brain. Um, and we see Kramer like hitting a golf swing with a broom and flirting with her girlfriend, Mona. Um transpires what George has got in his coat is the VHS of Rochelle Rochelle. One woman's erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. Mm-hmm. Um, Susan's like, doesn't that have a lot of nudity in it? Uh, and he's like, ah, you know. Um, and then uh, and they say goodbye and he says, good luck with the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a funny thing to say about a lesbian relationship. Yeah. <laughs> All of it, you know. The, what, what do you get off to? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he's outraged that they're trying to charge him a, a charge to rewind the video because he hasn't rewound it. To be fair, if the entire hire charge is one forty nine and they're charging two dollars for rewind, that's well. That's why it takes like three minutes to rewind it. That's why Kramer tells him to. Mm. That's why Kramer tells him to keep it another day and rewind it because it's cheaper. Yeah, but George should know himself. Yeah, but Kramer is a sen- is a is a sensible um, cog in this particular mm. episode. Like like rarely. Yeah. He's the kind of he's Mr. Logic guy. Yeah, usually Mr. The Logic is guy. What am I talking about? Mm. He's the guy. Famous the, he's the uh, guy. He invented Reddit before it was a yeah. thing. <laughs> oh no. I mean to be fair, he is also was kind of a member of Reddit when he did the whole thing with the N-word at the laugh was it the Laugh Factory or something like yeah. that? Mm. Yeah, good point. Why can't I Big say Reddit it? moment? Slur factory. What if a dying child yeah. wanted me to say it? Yeah, what if? That would be very funny if this. I just want Michael Richards to say the N-word one more time. That's my make-a-wish. But I don't think you can make a wish that. And you're like, take it or leave it. If you don't want to give a dying child his wish, that's up to you. Just what I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I think he has he has since apologized for, for that. He's like, that dying child Oh, yeah, insisted. he did like the next night. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to do. He did, I mean, he did, he did fictionalize a, Dying child to blame for it, which wasn't ideal. But oh, what you wanted to have killed a Wait, real did child? You really? no, he didn't. Sorry, no, no, no. shouldn't be putting that. Around. Shouldn't be putting that around. That's how. That's how misinformation <laughs> starts. Yeah, uh, actually, it's uh, now it's a true. Uh, it's true canon of of real life that Michael Richards said the n word because a dying child <laughs> asked him to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> like this is the thing. We're not saying that all dying children are good people. Some of them are pieces of shit. That's right. Some of them just. <laughs> some of them just have bad fights. <laughs> Some of them are just fucking yeah. racist. And they have rights, nevertheless. You know, they don't have to be being remarkable. a dying child does not preclude you from being a racist. That's right. Listen mm. up, <laughs> a thread. Mm. That's right. Oh, the, the worst thing is when they do the little like the little like cotton bobbin emoji oh, instead God, of saying yeah, thread. I, yeah, I hate that. Yeah. I absolutely oh. hate that. There, are, there are a few times when I'm more One like slash fifty seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's my like Ted Kaczynski was right moment every day is when I see the little cotton bobbin <laughs> emoji. Anytime I look at Twitter, I think Ted Kaczynski is right. Yeah, true. Um, Someone should give him Twitter and while he's before he dies in prison, just like set him up and let him tweet. See what someone happens. Someone should give him mm. a vlog. I mean, 
Yeah, he should do a Hinkley. <laughs> <laughs> what, and have a YouTube channel? Yeah. I was Start very disappointed by how few of Hinkley's songs were dedicated to Jodie Foster. I feel like he hasn't kept the faith. Yeah. Do you think he's trying to respect her wishes? <laughs> he's kind of over it. Yeah. over it. He's like, he's, yeah. he's dumped her. He's moved on. He's not into Jodie Foster. That would be funny if that, like, if that works on Jodie Foster. If like him no she's longer being like, obsessed oh, with her, she's like, now I find him oddly attractive and he can finish a whole meal. Yeah. Is she gay, <laughs> Jodie Foster, or am I misremembering Yeah, Jodie Foster's yeah. lesbian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, it fits perfectly. You know, I wasn't interested when you tried to kill the president, yeah, but, but now. now. <laughs> yeah. Now you're just on YouTube singing covers of Magnetic Fields songs. Yeah, that's what we want. Magnetic Fields. Magnetic Why? How much do fields I have to pay him to sing ICP? <laughs> probably not that much. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably not very much. Do you think he's on Cameo? Magnet, magnets. Oh, fuck, magnets. I hope so. Magnets. How do they work? <laughs> magnets. <laughs> fucking oh, magnets. Magnets. It's what we call them in Britain. Magnets. <laughs> oh. If you don't like it, get out. They're like pieces of metal. What stick together? Get them from the rag and bone, man. Magnets. <laughs> what is this voice? <laughs> this is what my grandmother sounds like. Like unironically, like bleat now. Bleating father, you're always mumbling like you're bleating father. You're just deaf. No, who isn't mumbling? That John Hinckley. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Big Mama. <laughs> oh, why don't you come in, Big Mama's house? Is Ted Kaczynski on cameo? I presume not for a number of reasons. Because I know what I want for my birthday. <laughs> Ted Kaczynski, cameo. Yeah, I want a greeting from Ted Kaczynski before he dies. I think he'll mail it to yeah, you. Probably it'd be easy to get a letter. I'm not opening posts from from Ted. Like, I, I support him in a lot of ways, but I'm not opening posts from him. I presume they wouldn't give him the materials for that sort of thing. Well, you don't know. He's a he's a he's that's a what they ge- thought last yeah, exactly. Time. He's a genius. He'll probably work it out. What do you mean? That's what they thought last time. Yeah, what like- before they knew who he was or where he was. <laughs> People were just happily accepting posts from Ted Kaczynski left, right, and centre mm. before they realised. Oh boy, another parcel from Ted Kaczynski, said the professor at like Michigan State or whatever it was, and he blew up. I don't remember. Oh, oh, come on, Ted. (laughs) He's just like wily coyote. (laughs) He's bullshit. (laughs) As I'm missing an eye and and one of my hands, I hope it's not a bomb again. (laughs) That's actually what happened to Abu Hamza. He just kept opening posts from Ted Kaczynski. (laughs) What did happen to Abu Hamza? Why, Why did he have a hook? Two hooks. It was a bomb maker. I mean, it's fairly. It's fairly easy. You get trapped in an oil What happened to Abu Hamza with the one Does eye he and have no two hands? Hooks? Yeah, by the end. Yeah, he over by the, the end. <laughs> over the time that Abu Hamza was well known, not he went big, from having one learner. hook to having two. <laughs> the dog that controls Abu Hamza. Yeah, yeah. Not good at not good at puzzles. <laughs> it's right. Well, hey, try, try again. All right, the dog is doing its best. <laughs> So I'm just imagining some like twee Tumblr post with like the dog, like the dog making bombs and the thing under it saying he's trying his best. Yeah. Poe Buddy's Nerfic is it blows up in your fucking face again. (laughs) Heckin' Papa dot bomb maker. Abu Hamza like turning his head back around so it faces forwards and going like, oh no. (laughs) What? Heckin' Papa became a shaheed. Sorry, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Yeah, it was like that. Frankie Ball had a bit at the time about one of the prosecutors in one of Abu Hamza's many trials in the UK saying something like, this man is an advert for terrorism. And then him going like, he's got two hooks and an eye patch. (laughs) 
If anything, it's more of a cautionary tale. It'd be quite funny if it was supposed yeah. to be a kind of, like, one of those, like, sort of school specials that they show you, like, you know, don't play on the railway lines, don't Abu make Hamza bombs, you'll end up with two hooks. To give you a talk about <laughs> my life what, went like, off the rails. Like, I was addicted to bombs. Like the firefighters who come in. <laughs> Not even once. He's like Smokey the Bear. Only you can help prevent the Islamic extremism. The public safety assembly from Abu Hamza. Yeah. Would you like to have hooks if you if you had to replace your hands? It's quite a baller move, isn't it? The hook. Mm. Like I feel like it kind of it, it definitely like limits your sort of sexual prowess. I think. Yeah, yeah, that is one problem. But you know, uh, quite practical. Masturbation becomes the most dangerous it does, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think he had like another attachment that was like a flashlight or something? You know, just what? Just like <laughs> just jam it on the end of the Inshallah, hook. Inshallah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Horrifying. <laughs> you just made the worst flashlight in human fucking history. If I lost my hands, I'd like I'd like um mm-hmm. you know those like the blades in like a Magimix. That's what I'd like as my hands. Or like kind of like an ele- electronic Edward Cezanne. Yeah, like a whisk. <laughs> like an electronic whisk. You get different attachments. Yeah. Like one's a whisk, yeah. one's a flashlight. Like a walk like yeah. I'd be a walking KitchenAid. Because KitchenAids are expensive as shit. Yeah, so you'd increase your own value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Stick me on the side of the counter. Make you make you That's some cake mix. Abu grind set right yeah. there. <laughs> Abu Hamza becomes great at baking. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little scale that attaches to one of them. KitchenAid's like four hundred quid. Yeah, that's so much. In many ways, it's better to lose. <laughs> better a hand. to lose a hand. It's a cheaper way of getting a yeah, cheaper, yeah. and then get fitted with you know lots of different attachments. Mm. So, what radicalized you to building bombs? Well, you see, I wanted to, I wanted to buy a KitchenAid, and I realized they're really was, expensive, the, and like diesel fuel and fertilizer is <laughs> way cheaper. Yeah. yeah. If, there's, if there's one thing we've learned, it's it was that, a friend's wedding list, Your Honor, yeah. that radicalized me. Ted Kosinski was much better at building bombs than Abu Hamza. That's <laughs> yeah. basically what we've been able got, to do. Got to hand it to him. I'm 99% sure Ted Kosinski has no hooks. No, he doesn't. He's a, he's a hookless guy. Oh, and that's what his editor like, was call, always call saying. No, no hook Ted. <laughs> Ted. <laughs> that's like the greatest honor in the bomb making community. Yeah, Captain No Hook. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah, Captain Hook was actually an Islamic extremist. Um, uh, right, Jerry's apartment. <laughs> Jerry is complaining that his car still smells, and the car wash wants two hundred and fifty dollars to get rid of the smell. So I'm going to ask the restaurant to pay it. Uh, Elaine's like, "What does it mean when a man says he has to get up early?" And Jerry's like, "He's lying." And she's like, "Men have to get up early sometimes." And he's like, "No, never." Yeah. And then, yeah. And then she's like, "Is it possible I'm not as attractive as I think I am?" Elaine. Elaine. Come Elaine, on. Come, on. come on. Of honey. course, it's not true. I mean, to be fair, we don't know how attractive she thinks she is. Yeah, she's but very attractive. Even if she thinks she's the most attractive person in the world, she's still right. Yeah, mm. Kramer bursts in. It's like Steinbrenner's yep. ruining my life, mm-hmm. bitching about the uh, the 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 baseball. Um, he he no, he says Jerry that smells the honk ball. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, and then Jerry's like the car, and then Elaine smells herself, and she's like I stink. And then suddenly they're realizing what's going on. Um, we then cut to Jerry and George in the car. They're discussing the smell. Jerry says the guy at the car wash said he's never seen anything like this in 38 years. Um, and then uh, George is like, do you think I could have driven Susan to lesbianism? And Jerry's like, lesbianism? No, suicide, maybe. <laughs> Don't kill yourself over Costanza. 
Right. I think that was probably the only time this episode they actually laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 so the whole thing with the car smell, I it found feel, like... It fit, the whole thing feels like a filler episode because yeah. we're, we're, le- we're leading up to um, them filming the pilot for the show that they've written. Yeah. And it feels like they don't have anything anything to do with that particular storyline. So they're kind of chucking out the like the, the kind of extraneous mm. post-it note ideas. You know, they're kind of like, everyone sit down and write down a storyline on post-it notes and there are no bad ideas in, in brainstorming. And What if Jerry's car smelled like what shit? What if car smelled like shit? Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, what if Susan was a lesbian? Uh, uh, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. They're showing stuff out. Cool. What if what Whatever. if Jerry had two hooks and an iPad? Th- yeah. What if what what if Ted Kaczynski <laughs> actually sucked at bomb making? Yeah, what if that? Hmm. You wouldn't be where he is today. What if so, what if Jerry said the Shahada? <laughs> um. <laughs> what if Ted Kaczynski got himself an editor and everybody in the world knew about the dog councils? That's how you stop yourself uh stop the car from smelling is you say the shahada and you accept the one true god and then he rids you <laughs> so the smells like the smell. a kind like a demon yeah I like an so. accursed demon yeah, it's, it's it's the it's the cumulative smell of all of your sins yeah that sounds right mm. uh, also how, how do you have a filler ep- episode with for a sitcom that has no plot because it like there's a, like there's a, there's an there's an overarching plot. There's something like a like a plot thread, something that's running through this season because it's about them writing the pilot. So a queue of guys outside the mosque and of... the imam coming out like, does your car smell bad again? Like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, it's your sins. <laughs> a lot of that at the moment shouldn't have been bomb making. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's kind of like a there is a sort of running narrative thread through it. These are like kind of standalone Monster of the Week episodes. Mm. And this particular monster is the smell of the car. Yeah. Which is the smell of the, the sins. Which they do begin to think of as a kind of demonic presence like, that needs to be exercised. And, and this is the thing. Therefore, I was expecting there to be some revelation about what caused the smell to be some... Because the idea that it was this guy sitting in it with B.O. for five minutes, it just doesn't, it just doesn't hold up to any kind of scrutiny. Yeah, but if it's strong enough to like stick to Elaine's hair, then it would be strong enough to detach from its host. No, but if that guy smelt that... No, but not over several days. That's why I mean none of this makes sense. And if that guy smelt that bad, they well, would have noticed he smelt that bad when they got the keys. They would have been like, be Jesus sli- It's Christ. supposed to be slightly surreal. Because, no, no, no! I like taking these episodes very seriously. Because the smell seriously. is not an entity. Mm. It would have been emanating off of him like a cartoon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, there would have been flies around his head. Yeah, that's Little true. Lines. That's yeah. true. Are we sure he only had the car for five minutes? He could have pulled it around, and then like him and a whole bunch of his friends could have fucked in that's it. True, oh, yeah, and that's something that, that I think we, think we we can't we can't <laughs> discount that, that, that possibility. That stank is stuck to the upholstery. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be that. Um, well, what do you think it is? Do you think that like something was left in the car that smells? Because what smells that that's bad? That's what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be maybe like yeah, like some something in there. What or... smells bad enough to like? I thought it was going to be a doggy bag going <laughs> yeah, back oh. to the open bit. I thought yeah. he was going to leave like, like a, a kind of rotting uh, doggy bag. The yeah, there's like this. Yeah, I was by this Swedish guy left his doggy bag of rotting fish in the car. Ooh, <laughs> that's mm. not a good smell. But it wouldn't stick to you. Like, the, yeah, like in your Volvo. The, now, apparently, that smells really hard to get out. 
if you if you open a tin of it, you have to do it underwater in the sink. Otherwise, it'll just like stink out a your tin entire of house. Rotting fish. Oh, sorry. I thought like you were just loot fish or something yeah. like I that. You right? Meant like a tin of Volvos, and I was like, "What's a tin of Volvos? That's not something that you can get in a tin." Obviously, <laughs> be a very big tin. A tin a tinned car. That would be funny <laughs> if you. That's how they shipped you a Volvo. <laughs> it's, got to do, it's like a really big <laughs> ring pull on the top. It it uh, it keeps the Volvo fresh. Uh, it gives it a nice new car smell. <laughs> the pull pull. They're getting a Volvo. It's like the film Midsummer. There's a bunch of people in like white outfits show up. I also like, have not dance. seen Midsummer, but I do know what it's about. They drive off that's the cliff. A film. I watched it at the weekend. That that one that was one of the few mm. films that really made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's pretty. That's because men don't like it when women hang out. That's true. That is my There's understanding of understanding of Midsummer. It's just about you know girls hanging out. Women be midsummering. Yeah. It's it, one of the weirder elements of the film is how the main character gets more freaked out by seeing her boyfriend fuck someone else while drugged up than she does by like all of the people who get murdered and she witnesses their gruesome murders. <laughs> Like, she watches her boyfriend have some pretty vanilla sex, albeit with some kind of weird chanting going on, Mm -hmm. and, like, has, like, a full breakdown, which was not caused by, like, some old people being thrown off a cliff and watching their head kind of disintegrate. Like Disintegrate? Oh, yeah, there's a real graphic shot of this woman, like, landing on a rock and her head kind of, like, falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Then a guy getting hit in the head with a big wooden hammer. It's the feeling of five gum. Yeah. It's not. It's a pretty grim film, I have to say. Mm. And they put him in a bear. It's pretty great. <laughs> in a bear. Oh, I forgot about that. They put him in a bear instead they, they of They sacrifice her boyfriend and they like kind of paralyze him with a drug and they, they hollow out a bear uh-huh. and they put him in the bear like it's a costume, <laughs> but made out of real bear. Oh, that's like, cute. Done up, like, right under his, sort of like his face is just under the bear's snout and then they put him in like, like a, a building mascot. and set him on fire. Like a mascot. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. It's, it's like kind of how we're all controlled by dogs and the inside that bear <laughs> controlled was controlled by, by him yeah, who no, was right. controlled by the bear <laughs> yeah. I actually do know, I actually do know what happens in Midsummer. I have like quite encyclopedic, uh, encyclopedic yeah. knowledge of horror Barnaby films turns up and he's got some questions <laughs> for the Swedes yeah well you, sh- you should have yeah. questions for the Swedes what's your problem yeah. with your tinned cars and your rock hard vegetables um <laughs> <laughs> I uh, for Joe for Look, Joe's Swedes benefit. just love assembling things. They like assembling furniture. They like getting their cars out of <laughs> do. out of tins, and they like putting people into building bears. an IKEA wicker man. It's like Vicar Mon. It's like those like pictures. Oh, they've of, only like... given me the instructions in German. For fuck's sake, we're gonna have to oh, go yeah. back to the shop. Yeah, I- IKEA instructions actually never have words. They only have pictures. Oh yeah, no, that's true, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And they have like the really? guy like scratching his head and like phoning IKEA. And then there's a picture of a bear. Yeah, that's right. With some hollowing tools. <laughs> and it, if you don't, if you don't construct it, if you don't construct it correctly, you get put inside the bear and set on mm. fire. Mm. That's right. Again, that is the law. Yeah, and uh, that would be funny to have an IKEA wicker man. If nothing, not law-abiding. <laughs> a bunch of cultists just like scratching their heads. It's like we've not got enough of these screws. Did you put another bag of them somewhere? Look, finances should not be finances. Finances should not be um, a barrier to being a um, what Sean Connery being a cultist. Finances. Yeah, it, uh, like if you if you want. To get together and uh, sacrifice a young man by sewing yeah. him into a bear, like you should not be prevented from doing that by economic circumstances. Like it's That's really right. good that IKEA are offering an affordable so way. Yeah, 
of being yeah. universal basic occultism. <laughs> of being in a nature cult. That's why your local food bank is actually calling out for more hollowed out bear carcasses. Yeah. Because they don't get donated them very often. Yeah. Like and, people um, who use food banks are entitled to uh, be in a uh, in a murderous nature cult if they want to be. That's right. Yeah. That should not be just something that rich kids do. Exactly. Mm. Um, anyway, watch the film Midsummer, next month's movie corner. <laughs> Absolutely uh, <laughs> not. <laughs> not Fuck a fucking yeah. chance. Well, you uh, know my position on horror films. That's why I have such an encyclopedic knowledge of them, is that I never watch them, but I always read the Wikipedia articles because I like giving myself no sleep. It's um, not... It's not like kind of strictly a horror film. It's no, like kind of, again, it's like, like kind of a thriller. With, no, it like, sounds horrible. Oh, it's, it is quite horrible, yeah. Yeah, but like anything that is horrible, I don't want to see. I only want to see nice things. Was, um, uh, also, Hereditary was another one in that kind of genre where I was watching it and like, it's like three hours long and like nothing happens for the first like hour and a half. Mm. And then the second hour and a half is just wall to wall. What the Fuck. Isn't there isn't there a bit yeah. where there's like a, like a head on a kind of figure on a kind of built? Oh, there's a bit where a four year old thing. child is sticking her head out the window yeah, of the and car the and, a, and, a, and a post off. box tail or a road sign takes her head off. Yeah, yeah. but like, is, doesn't the head then like the, rip, like the head yeah. like reappear later on as like oh, part oh. of a kind of ritualistic oh, yeah. kind of yeah yeah sort of oh yeah mannequin thing. Um, there would I would I watched it with my Again, girlfriend. I have at the, not seen this film <laughs> when it came out. I watched it with <laughs> my girlfriend at the time, and we were in my room at my parents' house, and uh, and then my my dad came upstairs because we kept yelping because <laughs> like stuff happened, and you know you just like involuntarily go ah <laughs> like there were like several of those in ten minutes. Oh god! My dad was like, I need to investigate this. Yeah, it sounds horrible. Yeah. But again, it's not strictly scary. It's more just like you're just what the fuck. Um, it sounds it's, it's scary. It's like freaky. No, it sounds scary. Yeah. I don't like it. Anyway, this is sort of by the by of the sun. <laughs> it's episode. by the by a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, George makes the remark that he finds Susan more appealing now that she's a lesbian. Classic. Want what you can't have. Mm-hmm. Cut to the restaurant. Uh, they like, they shoo away the valet lest he stink up the car again, if you believe that theory. They then go and speak to the maitre d' and they're like, the va- they stunk up the car, we want you to pay. And he's like, maybe you're the one who stunk up the car, you smell. And then he's like, no, I smell because of the car. You should go and smell the car and see that it smells strong. He's like, I don't have time to smell a car. And eventually they get, they trick him into getting into the car. Like, I feel the stuff like the back and forth with the maitre d' is just, it's just not necessary. It's cotton packing. I quite enjoyed this bit. Oh, did you? Yeah, they yeah. lock it, when they're them locking him in the car to extort money out of him. You just you just really so like it uh, when somebody uh, is abusive towards a service worker, and I find that's that very me. I'm suspect. A TikToker. I find that very suspect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and meanwhile, George's Rochelle Rochelle tape has been stolen. <laughs> well, out of the yeah, out of yeah. the car, right? Yeah. Um, and the maitre d. Are you going to start making TikToks of like locking customer service workers in cars? Yeah, customer service in workers in cars while I get coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it never explains what the fuck happened to the Rochelle Rochelle tape, it, does it? it it's because they, gone. Left, they uh. leave the window open to try and air out the car a bit, so, and someone, someone steals stole it. it yeah. Who steals a tape from the dashboard of a strange, smelly it's car? It's 1994. It's a different time. It's a Wild West when it comes to VHSs. Yeah, it's hard to particularly, get porn. Particularly pornographic ones, or like soft pornographic ones. Mm. Like, there's a whole black I don't know. market. I, I grew up in the area... <laughs> I grew up in the area era of like Blockbuster and all that, mm. and they they had a porn section. You could go rent porn. Mm. 
I don't like the idea of renting porn. I think if you, ha- no, I it's think disgusting. If you have to it's own horrible. it, then just take the hit and buy it. Don't is- rent it. Yeah, you don't want to be sharing that. <laughs> porn is like needles. You wanna you wanna go to a sanitized facility. My my given, you gotta douse them in bleach. My ex's dad had a bunch of like pirated and ripped porn DVDs, but he'd like gone online and found the cover images of all of them, printed them out, and oh, then cut no. them out and then stuck them to the discs. On so the discs, not even on the cases, no, on, on the, the discs. Disc. So who's it has write it on there? Well, no, he wrote it on there as well, but I think he wanted it to look as <laughs> professional, as, <laughs> look possible. as professional as possible. Don't look like a cheapskate when I get my porn like, out. I, I don't know how the paper didn't like peel off in the DVD player. I guess if you stick it on there. Also, he was like, like most of them as well were like the fourth part of a series, like third or fourth part, and it's just like what. What drew you particularly? That's the trouble with porn is you've really got to watch it from you've the really beginning. You've really got to watch it from the beginning you, you don't know what's going on. You're like, yeah. well, yeah, he's fucking her in the arse now, but why? What's his motivation? Mm. What's going on before? <laughs> Wait, what why? happened to this guy's hands? Because yeah. he had hands, why? I'm sure. Why? why is she stuck in the dryer? How did that occur? You know. etc. Why does everybody have hooks for hands and missing <laughs> eyes? <laughs> the missing eyes oh, came because of the hooks to, for oh, hands. You needed to watch the failed bomb plot in the... Uh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. first episode. Yeah, if you have sharp hooks for hands long enough, sooner or later someone's going to have a missing eye. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but it comes back to the age-old phrase, you fill a bath full of jam, you are going to get wasps. Um, that's just what? the way it is. <laughs> the, the what? The what? <laughs> um, it was... <laughs> A friend at our university had a radio show and part of the concept of the radio show was we would pretend we were hosting like a bad local radio show mm-hmm. like in the home counties. Yeah. And uh, we would do fake phone-ins where it'd be like the people of Watford are phoning up Radio Watford mm-hmm. and like complaining about and then and then like and the part of the bit was that like some of them would use like weird made up phrases but that kind of where you could you could see what the idiom yeah, meant sure. but so like the, and the most the one that sticks in my mind the most is going yeah well the thing is Mike if you fill a bath full of jam you're going to get wasps uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that is true yeah yeah Sort of like a play stupid games, win stupid prizes type thing. Um, yeah, send Abu Hamza to build a bomb. Yeah, he's going to come back he's with... He's going to come back with a hook. Another hook. Um, yeah, call him Bruno Mars because he always comes back with a hook. Um, look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't look at me like that. Elaine is look explaining yeah, why she had BO to, to the guy. Uh, he tells Elaine she still smells and he's like backing away from her. I feel like this guy, like had the luckiest day of his life yeah. the day that Elaine agreed to go out with him and quite frankly he should stop being so prissy. I think he's just slowly realising he's gay. He just doesn't like how women smell and he's like Are you saying that all women smell? I think women have a smell. Women usually. have a smell? Not a unified right, smell. perfume. <laughs> <laughs> women, women smell different to the way that men smell I think. W- women be women smelling. Women do be smelling. <laughs> be smelling. Well, I think like individual people smell different from each other. I, I also agree with that, but I think that there's kind of a broader correlation where like men tend to smell in one sort of genre of way, but with quite a lot of variation, mm. and women tend to smell in another sort of genre of way, but with quite a lot of individual variation. Um, yeah, but there's but that makes it sound like there's a kind of 
I'm not saying like I can walk into a room and go <laughs> like, oh, women, women have been women in here. Women have been in here. Yeah, no. Not like that. <laughs> Sniffing his car seat. If anything, I have quite a bad sense of smell. Do you? Yeah, I have quite a weak sense of smell. Mm. Mm. I have a very strong sense of smell. Interesting. Yeah. And that's why we so work can so tell well when women as have been in there. It's just the dog controlling you as a bloodhound. That's right. Inside you, yeah. there are two wolves. Mm. One that can smell. One, smelling one that the can other. smell a woman. Yeah, one smelling that stank off the other. Oh. Like, Nate, Nate once told me a story about being it being in ranger school in the army and some and some sergeant telling them all that they smelled like wolf pussy. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I've definitely been told that as well. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's one. Of, it's incredible the amount of insults they came up the with. Braver pussies, yeah. One of the braver and more noble pussies. Getting up in there, you you really like pussy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. I don't know. what I'm saying yeah. I'm not, not going to agree with that. I'm not going to put my name to that. You got to be a real pussy enthusiast real to pussy go out, after wolf pussy, if, yeah. if you will. <laughs> that's what the fox and the hound was about. Mm. About the different yeah. kinds of canine pussy. pussy yeah. fox. Go after that wolf. I'm pussy. a hound for that pussy. Yeah. Look. Um, Look. <laughs> uh, yeah. Got let's, video just, store. let's just come on. Let's just behave ourselves. Yeah. George has arranged to meet Susan at the video store. He's like, "Am I maybe responsible for?" Uh, and then the guy interrupts him and is like, "You owe us ninety eight dollars for losing the video, which is extortionate. Like, surely you should just have to pay the replacement cost of the video, which can't possibly be ninety eight dollars." Yeah. Again. It's the 90s. You don't know, you don't is know, a lot of money you don't know, in 1993. You don't know what's happening on the VHS Silk Road. VHS Silk Road. What, so it's like an illegal VHS now? It is, yeah. Mm. As soon as it gets stolen um, out of the car, yeah. its value leaps up. Yeah. George borrows $35 off Susan. Zombie tape. He's like, I'll pay you back. And she's like, sure. And he's like, was it me? And she's like, don't be ridiculous. And he's like, okay, but when you're dancing, how do you decide who leads? She says, you're an idiot. And then tells him that he smells. And he's like, it's the car. He also says that it's a fair question to ask about who leads in a presumably in a ballroom dance. Yeah. It's not an unfair question. Flip a coin like Anton Chigurh. Stop <laughs> going on about Anton Chigurh. It's the never second it's the second time today. I just, You're I, never going to meet him. I had him. a funny thought Joe that I felt I voiced this to Phoebe because I felt like not enough people online were enjoying it, which is Anton Chigurh making you play rock paper scissors. Mm. Um now I think that's funny. Yeah, no, it is funny, yeah. but you had to explain to me who that was. Yeah, which I think you know took the sting out a little if bit. Rock brought you to this. Yeah, that, that doesn't that it, that doesn't work if you don't know who. <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, I, 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 I do I mean, assume hearing... he said like, oh, it's you know, it's it's yeah. who's it's from No Country for Old Men, which I have seen. Mm. Which I, yeah. Unusually, I'm hearing the Anton Chigurh fa- uh, voice being like, ah, you've chosen paper wise. <laughs> <laughs> Thumping them in the fucking forehead. Well, I said it would be. I said it would be funnier if it was a game that like takes mm. ages to play, yeah. like Monopoly. Yeah, you're like <laughs> Anton Chigurh landing on my hotel on Park Lane for the third time, and just like, slamming oh. the table and being like, "I should have just killed him. <laughs> I should have just, just given him the coin. Why did I accept this strange request?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's sort of becoming slowly like Bane in the voice. Yeah, it's ah. going. <laughs> 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 tails, Ah, you've put hotels on Park Place. If being a bat brought you to this, what good was being a bat? <laughs> Look. Is that, okay. is that something that Bane says? 
No, it's like <laughs> Anton Chigurh says. Oh, right. Okay. He, says, he says, if if the rule brought you to this, what good was the rule? I've only seen so. No Country for, Man- for Old Man once, and I mm. <laughs> missed a really important plot point because I was like like nosing around in my popcorn like a horse. <laughs> I just like, wasn't looking at the screen. So Horses I could, love popcorn. So I completely missed like, you know, the bit when like the main character like is murdered off screen and then you just like see his like mm. body like just from kind of like a distance. Um, I completely completely missed that and then at the end of the film I was like so what happened to that guy oh okay yeah, since Phoebe had an eye patch and had her hands replaced with hoofs yeah. um, so it made it quite hard to follow the film No Country hey. for Old Men <laughs> yeah. No Country for Old Men a film about uh, cuts to elderly care um, so look uh, we're on the street <laughs> Mona and Kramer are making out we then cut to the car wash the car, the car wash guy is giving a detailed exposition of all the things he's going to do to Jerry's car I like this bit yeah, I, I like this this back and forth bit. Meanwhile, synergy, fucking Tarantino style. We cut to the hairdressers where Elaine is getting a very similar explanation of what the hairdresser is going to do to her hair to get the smell out. And weirdly saying the N-word a lot. Yeah. Because it's Tarantino-esque. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And he's washing her hair with his feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to do it before his wife gets home. Um, She's a nurse. So we cut back to the car wash. Jerry's car still smells. We cut back to the hairdresser. Elaine still smells. We're in Jerry's apartment. George is like, how is it that your car still smells? Jerry's like, I'm going to sell it. We're dealing with a force too powerful here. It's like, we need a priest to get rid of it. Elaine comes in um, and uh, she still smells. Uh, Susan shows up. She's yelling, trying to find Kramer. She's wearing a cardigan with like a little horse brooch, isn't it? Is it a bear brooch? Oh, no, it's a guitar brooch. That's it. It's a very like. Is that relevant? I just kind of noted the outfit. Like they really, they sort of went out of went out of their way to to show that Susan is in a different stage of her of her you life. Sort of, She's wearing like a jacket and a cardigan. Sort of strayed into kind of the sort of baby object permanence. Yeah, look. Well, it comes up later. Mindset it does come back up later. Does it? I thought it's her yeah, vest yeah. that comes up later. Well, yeah, but it's kind of like a sweater vest that she's wearing. But then, what's the brooch got to do with anything? I don't know. The brooch I just felt was adding to the. It's a look. That's what I'm saying. Susan's got a look going on. Milo pointing at the TV. <laughs> bah. That's me. Bah. Yeah. Uh, and, then, uh, and then she explains that Kramer's <laughs> having an affair with Mona. And then George is like, terrific. I drive him to lesbianism. He brings him back. <laughs> uh, that's Kramer- good, I think. Yeah. Good. Kramer- that's a good line. Yeah, that's right. Kramer comes in. He's explaining th- this whole thing with the golf in the video store. He says that Mona starts giving him advice. Turns out she's a golf coach. <laughs> They're really hammering home that these women are lesbians. Mm. That's the. Um, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I do. I do not appreciate them erasing uh, erasing Susan's bisexuality. Yeah, bicon Susan. Yeah, bicon Susan. That's right. Um, and then uh, and then he's like, "I've struck gold, Jerry. I've got a golf coach and a and a girlfriend." And he asked to borrow Jerry's jacket. We can all see where this is going. I just note that you you never see this woman again. But that's because of the, yeah. the jacket, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, uh, Elaine, Elaine says, and you, this woman's having sex with you, but she's never been with a man. And then he's like, I'm Kramer. You know, what can you say to that? Cuts the cafe. George is comforting Susan, tells her she's a very eligible lesbian. He's like, and you know, since I found out you're a lesbian, I just can't get you out of my mind. Allison, George's ex, comes in, tells him he owes her $50. And then she says to Susan, that's a beautiful vest. Yeah. This is another woman who George has driven to lesbianism. Smash cut to both of them in a U-Haul. Oh, the what does a lesbian bring to a third date? Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I I was actually kind of shocked that I mean, and I don't mean this mm. in a in a in a good or a bad way, in a neutral way. Seinfeld mm. 
Yeah, very neutral. Seinfeld did much better with gay characters than I expected a show from the late nineties to do. Because oh, like, yeah. if you compare it to say like Friends, yeah, which is oh, fucking oh awful. yeah, no, no, this is this is this has come up before because there's um there's an episode where uh, Jerry and George are mistaken for being a gay couple, and it's like and it's like done really well and it holds up it ho- it's holds quite up darling. it holds up fine yeah it's perfectly darling as opposed to in Friends when it's literally just like oh my god I'm not gay Ugh. like. At pretty much every other yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, we cut back to the uh, to a, a, a car lot, a used car dealership, where Jerry's trying to sell this car. Uh, Kramer's explaining how Mona said she had to get up early. And then and he's like, yeah, I don't understand what was wrong. I was even wearing your jacket. And then Jerry's like, my jacket, the smell. Um, cut to Elaine at the hair salon. They're like, what do you want us to do with your hair? And she's like, source me. Mm-hmm. She's a woman I'd love to source. What can you say? She's a, she's a source Source worthy. She's source worthy. <laughs> yeah. This is actually true. Apparently, that if you get like if you get sprayed by a, st- a skunk, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to wash your hair in ketchup because oh. uh, it neutralizes. Uh, it neutralizes the smell in propaganda. some way. It, yeah, I mean, this is the yeah. thing. It's just the sort of thing that could turn out literally to be like part of mm. a kind of Heinz Heinz advertising campaign the wild to sell more ketchup. Yeah, it's like the the, the sp- <laughs> like the spinach so much. stuff. What? Which was a kind of food industry piece of propaganda about spinach making you strong. That's why it's that's why it's in Popeye. Oh, spinach yeah. lobby. Yeah, that's why it's in Popeye. <laughs> big I'm spinach. not joking. Pocket that is li- that's why it's in Popeye. The dogs behind spinach. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Ah. Mm. Popeye was actually an influencer. Yeah, he was the first yeah. influencer. Yeah. Well, now that is interesting. Product placement. Yeah. Yeah. Popeye YouTuber face. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a bootleg of Popeye and olive oil sex tape. Oh God! In night vision. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like a kind of vlog tour of their new house, and it's just all everything is like pale grey, crushed velvet. Mm, yeah, nice. Mm. Mm, yeah, they get they're going out for a meal at the Harvester and reviewing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then, and then at the end, Jerry tries to get his car stolen by just like ostentatiously like leaving the keys in it and like winking at like a guy who's supposed to be a sort of ne'er-do-well but actually just looks like Bam Margera <laughs> who's sat in the doorway. I think, he gets in the I car the and then like winces pretty, at the smell. The ne'er-do-well's pretty dumb I think. I think that if someone was yeah, doing like that so whole kind of cop, especially in New York. kind of performance I'd either think cop or bomb. Yeah. Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> yeah. Winking coquettishly <laughs> as he leaves a big parcel on the pavement. But he was such a charming guy. Like, if Ted Kaczynski winked at me, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can blow me up. That's fine. I probably deserve it. Yeah. I've been a bad girl. <laughs> Ted. Ted Kaczynski, Kaczynski blow play. up these back walls. <laughs> <laughs> Use your petard and blow up my back walls. <laughs> um, we end with a bit. Uh, where Jerry is asking, what is the function of BO? He's like, you know, you do good things like hard work and exercise and you smell bad. It makes no sense. Yeah, and then he kind of and then he kind of goes again, he sort of strays into surrealism by saying, like, imagine if sweat smelled good, you would ha- you would have like bouquets of like sweaty towels. Uh, first of all, I think I think sweat doesn't smell that bad. I think people make a terrible fuss about about sweat. Yeah, it really, it really depends. If you've if not you've, washed enough, it smells. Yeah, bad. but if like, you're if, clean, you, it like if you like if you if you find someone attractive, that I think their sweat smells pretty good. For those uh, listening and not watching, uh, we're all yeah. making uh, disgusting faces that would indicate us finding the smell of sweat attractive. 
Mm. Yeah. Ugh. You really find someone attractive. You don't care if they've got two hooks and an iPad. That's the thing. The smell of bomb on them. Mm. The, the smell sm- of cordite. The smell of bomb. Yeah. You know, whatever the bomb making materials smell like. I imagine they have quite a smell. Probably something a bit like ammonia, you know? Yeah, that's not a good smell. New from Giorgio Armani. Mm. I think sm- I think that smells good. A, like a lithe person dancing around holding bomb materials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. D- uh, T- Ted Kaczynski, ex Giorgio Armani. The new fragrance. <laughs> Unibomb for him. There, there is a, there's a flower bomb. For all of us. It'd be, actually, it'd be funny to call it something like primitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it remains for us <laughs> Thank Joe very much for joining us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. It was, uh, it was great, even if I was on a weird delay that we couldn't quite figure <laughs> out. Oh, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure. I mean, if there's one thing we understand on a podcast about a sitcom from <laughs> 25 years ago, it's delay. Um, so, uh, Wonderfully Joe, abrupt ending as well. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to pluck to our loyal hogs? Uh, yeah, you can check out my podcast, The Lines Led by Donkeys podcast. And if you're British, no, it's not those lines led by donkeys, for the love of God. Yeah, it's not the um, lib ad about, campaign. Yeah, we are part of the uh, the greater Nate Bethea podcast universe. So mm. if you like my st- stupid jokes on this podcast, maybe you'll like me making stupid jokes about history on a different podcast. Mm. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a fun show. They talk about military disasters, things of that nature. Um, I know a lot of people listen to this. Listen to Trash Future. If you enjoyed the uh, um, the Equatorial Guinea coup episode of Trash Future that that Joe was on, I think Lions Led <laughs> by Donkeys is kind of in a similar vein. Yeah, that's honestly one of my favorite episodes of of Trash Future. Not because I'm on it. I'm, <laughs> I'm the, the least best part, uh, <laughs> but. D- <laughs> I think that was the birth of the of your horrible South African colonel character uh, yeah. that I hate very grip. much. I've been, <laughs> I've been employed, by some interests in Central Africa to do a job. Oh, I'm very pleased to hear him again. <laughs> yeah, and he's back. And he's back. The only and South African accent you back, can do. Baby. <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, yeah, check out check out Joe. Check out his podcast. And uh, if you're listening to this, hey, we have a Patreon. It's three dollars a month for the bonus episodes, or you can sign up at five dollars and you get the Discord, and you also get the monthly movie corner episodes. Um, which recently has been uh, never, never been, been kissed. kissed with Olga, and also it's going to be the finale of the um, Twilight miniseries. That's right. Yeah, we're doing we're doing Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. We've got Tom and Demi back. We're going to rip into live it live from the barrel. Live from the barrel. Uh, so do check those out as well Uh, if not we'll see you in two weeks on the free feed or next week on the bonus feed cheers bye bye bye